2: I'm Pat Cummins. I'm Josh Hazelwood. I'm
0: Lisbon Khawaja. I'm Mitch Marsh. I'm Mitch Stark, and you're listening to The Unplayable Podcast.
2: This is The Unplayable Podcast. On today's episode, we break down Australia's test squad for the Pakistan series with New South Wales spinner Steve O'Keefe, and talk to Australia's women's wicketkeeper Alyssa Healy about the squad to face the New Zealand White Ferns starting this month. We begin with the men's side, who on Tuesday announced a 15-player squad for the two tests in the UAE. Aaron Finch gets a call-up, Peter Siddle returns. There's no room for Glenn Maxwell, and there are five uncapped players that feature in the squad, which reads, Tim Payne as captain, Ashton Agar, Brendan Doggett, Aaron Finch, Travis Head, John Holland, Usman Kawaja, Manus Labushane, Nathan Lyon, Mitch Marsh, Sean Marsh, Michael Nisa, Matt Renshaw, Peter Siddle, and Mitchell Stark. We spoke to Steve O'Keefe on Tuesday at the Cricket New South Wales season launch and started by asking Sock his reaction to the squad.
0: I'm just disappointed that I'm not in it. You know, it got me. I'm rattled at the moment. Um, no, look, I think it's there's some interesting ones, but I mean, when you've got probably your four best players out, you're going to have a few selections which uh, might surprise a few people, but um, there's a couple in there that I'm, I'm really actually happy that they have picked and I think could um, uh, have a big influence on the on the tour. We may as well. Don't keep it a secret, mate. Tell us who it is. I do like the selection of Aaron Finch at the top. I think the guy is a world-class um, bat, Aaron player. And I think um, in those wickets, in those conditions, I think if you used him up the top, I think he could be against the new ball, could really get you off to a good start. Um, and I think when he's in, he plays spin as good as anyone as well. So uh, I'm, I'm really happy that he's um, he's been picked in there. And the other one, the other selection that I really like is Michael uh, So He's... A guy that is so competitive when you come up against him, he just fights and fights and fights, runs in all day, has a great temperament, he's a great team man. And I think we saw that in India. I think that was a 4 for 60 in the Indian A leading up. You know, He took 40 wickets at shield level. Uh, and he also scored, so he can score some handy runs as well and good in the field. So, and he's a good bloke. He's just good at everything. Um, you know, He's worked really hard uh, at his game and I, I, I'm excited for those two in particular out of that whole squad.
2: Aaron Finch. It's been a long time coming for Aaron Finch, but you would have bowled to him when he gets on a roll. It's, he's one of those players who is hard to stop.
0: Yeah, he is. He, um, you know, we've seen it time and time again. You know, his one day record is outstanding for Australia, and that's got to translate into playing for Australia. I think if you look at that batting lineup now, with 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 him in and around the top, I assume, um, you know, I think there's that X factor there now, um, and a guy's done it before at at International level, which I think this batting lineup will need. Um, so yeah, very very happy for him um, and some guys who have done well on the A tour. Travis Head, obviously, Usman Khawaja. These guys, I think, uh, are, are going to be vital for the Australians at the top. Um, and and Travis Head, obviously, with his offies, I think, will play a, a big role in supporting. Uh, you know, if they play two specialist spinners, uh, you know, having that third extra spinner in, in those conditions is going to be vital.
2: There are five uncapped players in this
0: squad, Sock,
2: so I guess there are a number of bolters, but I guess Brendan Doggett is probably the biggest bolter out of a lot of them.
0: Uh, he's only new on the scene in the last couple of years, but
2: tell us what you know uh, about him. Yeah, they're going to need a
0: bit of excess luggage for the, the baggy greens that are going go have to go have to go over, aren't they? Albion must be making a mint. Um, yeah, I, look, to be honest, I only saw him last year when we come up against them, and I, I like what, like what you what you get out of him. He's tall, he's fast, he's got that extra bounce, and I think playing in those conditions uh, in the UAE, you need that air speed. I think that's it's critical, and someone who can bowl really good, verse, really good verse swing. So selectors obviously uh, I, I like what they see. As I said, I've only played him the once. Uh, you know, had a great bumper, good air speed, fast. Um, so the selectors obviously liking what they see in him. Um, And as I said earlier, you've got a couple of your big quicks that are down injured. Uh, That leaves the door open and he's next off the rank. I I think one selection that surprised me is Chris Tremaine. I don't know the full story, whether he was injured or... But I think he would have been bitterly disappointed not getting picked. Dominated shield cricket for three seasons. Bowls good reverse. Charges in all day. Also a handy lower order hitter. Um, And I I think he might be one who who feels like he, he may have missed out um but you know you can't fit you know you can't fit 12 into 11 or 16 into 15 in this case
2: Todd are a young man on the other end of the age spectrum is Peter Siddle who's been recalled I guess that uh, gives hope to all those senior veteran players that age is not a number but how good is it to see Peter Siddle back in the lineup
0: Peter Siddle is a, is a great Uh, Australian test cricketer, isn't he? Over 200 test wickets. Um, And, yeah, he's going over for that experience role. I think when you look at the dynamics of that team, young players, not a lot of players who have played a lot of test cricket, um, you know, outside of the usuals, the Starks um, and and the Lions. So I think having a bloke like him with a bit of experience, played all around the world, done well all around the world, uh, and is having good success in England at the moment. So it's not like he's coming in from playing T20 cricket or not playing at all, so... Um, yeah. I think if he's fit enough and whatever, I'll you know, I'll say it. Age is only a number for Sidzi. so and also to the selectors, you know, he runs off twenty paces, I only have to bowl four. So I'm 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 fit and firing to go as well. But um they've rewarded I think the spinners as well. I think uh John Holland, the duck, it, it did well over there in the A series, you know, got it picked up a a bag full in a in a match winning performance. And they don't they never underestimate winning in the subcontinent. So the Indy A team went over and won and they know how hard it is to get a win in anything whether it be A cricket, test cricket and when you put in a match winning performance that uh, raises the bar up so extremely um, excited to see them picking guys on form because you you really do need that um, when your head's in the fire literally in Dubai uh, and you're coming up against guys and you're sort of thinking where your next wicket's coming from you really need to draw on past experiences of, of doing well and uh, I think you've got Gaz at the top of his game, and uh, John who's done well, and Ashton who's bowled 45 overs in the in the last game, three for 90, uh, which are, which are good numbers in any conditions. As the
2: planes fly over here us of us here in Sydney, uh, sock um, one of the five Queenslanders picked uh, is Manus Labuschagne. I think that's how they, how he wants Australians to say his name, Labuschagne. It might be Labuschagne. <laughs> that's good. That's you. that's yeah. a South African, I think. Oh, okay. That's. Coming out
0: of him, but uh, you would have played against him. What's he like as a batter? Five Queenslanders. Geez, it wasn't long ago when it used to be eight New South Wales. Now it's five Queenslanders. Where's Trevor Holmes from? Is, <laughs> is, for, is he from Queensland? I'm not sure. I think he's the unbiased chairman of selectors. <laughs> yeah. They get Junior to have more of a voice in there, actually. He's gone now. <laughs> is he gone? Oh, dear. Um, uh, what was the question again? Manus Love oh, or Shame. okay, yeah. Uh, second, I think, last year. Shield leading run scorer around there, a um, couple of hundreds to his name. Again, I don't think he was originally picked in the A squad, but a very good player of spin, um, and uh, he has got an opportunity. He got sixty over in Thingo. Uh, you know, normally you wouldn't be saying you know creating a big stir about getting sixty, but again, it's like the selectors make judgment calls. They're going to have to when you lose three blokes out of your top six on who they think are going to be effective. Um, and I, I think, if I'm reading between the lines, they've got four lefties in the top six, if if, if everything, Usman, Renshaw, Sean Marsh, Travis Head. Um, I, you know, I thought maybe line Ball, Curtis Patterson could get a go, but then you you might be looking at five guys in your top six if you play them all, you know, depending on how you go with it. I don't know. Um, I guess maybe they're giving themselves an option, but, um, you know, Marnus has come off winning a Shield season. Um, 60 in a game they won in against India and uh, of course he's a Queenslander so they've they've picked him <laughs> jokes jokes
2: all jokes there is no bias state bias here at all is there Steve um, Chris <coughs> Romaine, a Victorian got left out another Victorian that's been omitted is Clem Maxwell a bit of a shock to many of the fans out there what's your take on Maxie not getting it picked
0: yeah I um I. I find that one really uh, hard to understand. Again, you know, in saying this, I'm saying it's hard for a I've probably picked 20 blokes, so you've got to narrow it down somehow. But, you know, I thought he really come along in leaps and bounds last year. Uh, you know, last year he scored 100 in India. Um, he's... He got, he got 280 at North Sydney Oval against the Blues. That's right. I was I was there for the whole thing, unfortunately. Just picking up balls out on military road was a lot of fun. Even <laughs> It's even worse when it's off your own bowling. <laughs> um yeah, so, you know, he did 280 runs. I really felt like he was maybe gearing up to be, you know, a, a guy that's played test cricket. They've lost three players who experience. Maybe a guy could come in and, with a bit of leadership and ownership, step up another level. Played India, played uh, Bangladesh, um, you know, I, I'm surprised by it. I wonder what the feedback is to him. Um, wasn't picked in the India A, so I guess he'd be scratching his head there, probably thinking, well, why are you not considering me? Um, you know, it's it's really hard it's, I find it really tough when blokes like Glenn who are probably now thinking you know, I'm reading between the lines, I don't know any more than the average punter, but I'm thinking you've got a guy like Glenn who might want to go back to India and play to prove his form and do it and selectors might be saying well we know what you can do over here which would be frustrating to hear as a player I'm sure Glenn would have loved to go over there and said give me the opportunity to bat, I'll show you that I'm improving my game, give me more games in the subcontinent and I'll get better for you hasn't had that opportunity and in effect hasn't been able to play so again i don't know what he's been told but um you know it it must be disappointing for him and uh, I'd, I'd be interested interested to know why he's missed out
2: And if we're going on with Victorians, Pete Hanscom, another guy who's struggled a little (laughs) bit recently since he came back into the test team in South Africa, but a guy that's got good scores in India, good scores. He made that gutsy innings in Bangladesh uh, over there last year. Another player that seems to have have been uh, overlooked in the new era under Justin Langer. Sock, do you think there's going to be a bit of this in the next couple of months or a little while, while the team sort of figures out its new identity without Smith and Warner and Bancroft uh, for a little bit and then under Langer's new leadership?
0: Yeah, I, look, I think the argument that you'd say um, it, as to why Pete hasn't been picked would be maybe because he hasn't got runs in the last few digs, but there'd be plenty of positives to say why you could have him there. Um, and, yeah, he's 80 or 90 that he got, and I think he was run out in Bangladesh on 90, you know, batting in pure heat conditions. We'd lost the first game. He comes in. It's 90. We win the match. Great fielder, you know, in those – you really need that. You need to take all your catches. Can be a backup keeper if you need it. Again, there's a lot of ticks to to go. And, you know, my 15 would look a lot different to the selectors' 15, would look a lot different to the next person's 15, you know. But um, I think Pete probably just hasn't got a score, which is, again, I'm just throwing – Throwing ideas out there, but that would have to be the reason why. But in saying that, you know, the guy averages 43, 44 at Test cricket, and that can't be underestimated. And that is all around the world that's in India, that's in Australia. Um, and last time I checked in the India A game, he was not out batting with uh, Travis Head. So, yeah, again, you'd just be wanting feedback from them, from the selectors, as to why you're not being picked. Um, you know, all in all, it's going to be a pretty inexperienced batting lineup. Going over there, uh, maybe that's a good thing. There's no scar tissue, but you know, could also have adverse effects with some guys who are not used to stepping up. You know, potentially five uncut players in the one team is 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 huge. That might be something that really drives them and gets them going. Who knows?
2: Like you said, you can't fit 20 into 15, or 15 and <laughs> 15, <or> 15, <laughs> uh, 15 or 11. Um, you were there in 2014, <coughs> the last time Australia played Pakistan in the UAE. Didn't go Australia's way then. You said that. Once you finished that series, you thought you knew how to go over there and, and dominate, and you've shown that uh, in that India series uh, and when you went to Bangladesh last year. But having been over there in experience, what does this young, inexperienced Australian side need to do to have positive
0: results over there? You need to win the toss. <laughs> just, I don't know if you can get a uh, double-sided coin or uh... hire Joe Root for the toss. You won in yeah. five out of five India India
2: out in India against England in India against what? Five out of five against India in England. England.
1: Yeah,
0: here yeah, we got there um or maybe see if you can convince the opposition captain to go the old bat toss hills and flats and and load a bat up or something uh, i think it's really important over there uh you know i say it jokingly but winning the toss is a huge huge bonus um the conditions they're going to have i'd imagine would be the same when i went over in 2014 we had johnson uh stark siddle siddle as well um and you know, they're they, they are just relentless. Um, they're very good players in the, in those slower conditions and there are times there where you just feel like you just you don't know where your next wicket's coming from. Um, and then they've got good bowlers who, in those conditions, can shape the ball. So they're consistently trying to move the ball off the straight the whole game with a bit of reverse swing, uh, sort of skid off a length, good airspeed, which is important, and they, they own it. And, of course, you've got Yassir Shah, uh, and I imagine they're going to have a good off-spinner given that there could be four left-handers in the top six. So they are brutally hard and that's before you step out and it's 38 degrees it's hot um, and uh, you know you're playing again in, in places that these the, the Pakistan team knows like the back of their hand so they are. Go- this is going to be tough winning in the subcontinent, winning against these subcontinental teams is bloody difficult uh, and this tour is going to be no exception so um, yeah, there's going to have to be a fair bit of team building and uh, team bonding before it goes if they're going to have success and you know, I wish them all the best. This could be the start of a career for these guys that could spurn for 10 years. You know, this is their time, and, um, I, you know, I wish them all the best.
2: Let's finish on a positive out of the players that have been picked, not the 30 that you've selected, the, the 15 that selectors have chosen. Uh, who are you looking forward to to seeing perform over there? I mean, there's some, I mean, it is an experienced team, that mix of youth and experience, but... There are some serious players still there. Sock and you only look have to look at Mitchell Stark, for instance, who doesn't have his other Blues teammates over there. The, the fastball and cartels down to down to just one member. But uh, having said that, he did really well in Sri Lanka in 2016, and there are some great batters. It was when I mean, if you look down the list,
0: there's quality everywhere. Yeah. Well, Mitch Stark will have his little lapdog in Nathan Lyon. No, worries. he's he's fine. He's that's. I actually spoke to Gaz, and he's like, yeah, I have to, I have to go to go and keep uh Starkey Company, that's what Gaz said. And then I spoke to Starkey and he's like, Yeah, I have to go to keep Gaz Company. <laughs> so I think they've they've worked that one out well. Um but no I think the two players that stand out for me are going to be uh the opening batter in Kowaja because you know I've seen the guy work really hard in those conditions and and try and develop a game suitable to the subcontinent. Probably hasn't had as much success as he would have liked. However, he's a quality player of spin and um, I think he's growing in potential. And again, this is an opportunity for him now to go, right, I am the man, I'm the guy that's going to stand up for Australia. I'm going to be, you know, Usman Khawaja who scores the hundreds now that leads this batting side around. Um, and the other one is Mitch Marsh in the middle. I, I really think uh, his efforts um, his efforts uh, in the A-series getting hundred. Um, is going to be vitally important in the middle. If you do, you tend to lose wickets in clumps over there. Someone who's been there, seen it, done it, uh, had success. He made 90. This is where he debuted. Last time made 80-odd on debut. So I think this is going to be a good place for him to go back to. Um, took on a leadership role with the Aussie, Aussie A-team. So I think, again, he's another young guy who... We, the team's crying out for leadership. He's another guy who, you know, when the, when the chips are down, it would be another guy I'd be turning to and hopefully will produce... Uh, some good performances
2: i can 't believe i forgot Nathan lyon he 's become the subcontinent master in recent times India and Bangladesh. How excited do you see him back over there with the spinning ball and turning conditions
0: ah oh, look he's just, he he 's just he amazes me blows me away how how much he's improved and i i don't mention him because I just expect him to do well you know he's the guy that I expect to take the bags um you know he'll he's he's done it he 's proven it. Um, and I think the most important thing is, with him, they've stuck with him. You know, he started out in the subcontinent, He's probably had a couple of tours that hasn't gone his way early on, but they've stuck with him stuck with him. And it goes to show that when you stick with a player in those conditions, Uh, they can only improve or get better and I think he has and he's rewarded selectors faith early on and now he is a master he's got that ball that slides on Bangladesh on a flat wicket was able to beat both sides of the bat a lot of LBs which is untypical for Gaz because he gets the spin and the bounce so I think he's learning the subtleties and in those conditions over there Zulfika Babar when we were there in 2014 um, showed us how to bowl straight you know beat a lot of guys on the inside edge with the old one that turned and Gaz has worked that out so you know if we're doing player v player it's going to be shah versus gaz you know i'd be interested to see the match figures for those guys or the series numbers at the end you know i think that guy that comes out on top that team will come out on top but we'll we'll wait and see
2: On Wednesday, Australia's women's selectors named a 13-player squad for the three-match T20 series against the New Zealand White Ferns on home soil, starting at North Sydney Oval on September 29. The squad features two uncapped teenagers in Georgia Wareham and Taylor Vlamink. The squad is as follows. Meg Lanning, captain. Rachel Haynes, vice-captain. Nicola Carey. Ashley Gardner. Alyssa Healy. Delissa Kamins, Sophie Molyneux. Beth Mooney. Elise Perry. Megan Schutt. Elise Villani. Taylor Vlamink. And Georgia Wareham. We spoke to Alyssa Healy at Wednesday's announcement about the squad, the fresh faces, her form, and the massive summer ahead. So Alyssa Healy, we're here in Sydney. Magic day like it is every day here in Sydney. <laughs> Opera House is over there, the Harbour Bridge. Uh, Australia's name there, squad to take on the White Ferns. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. What are you most excited about?
1: Um, yeah, just really excited to get underway. I think it's been a long build-up to this series and obviously still a couple of weeks to, to wait but um, really excited about the squad we've been really lucky to have a, um, a similar looking squad for the last sort of 18 months and I guess to to throw a couple of new faces in there is really exciting for um, the game here in Australia and um, I think all of Australia will be really excited to see the, the two new young ones get out there and um, they're really exciting prospects for the future that's for sure.
2: Tell us a little bit more about Georgia and Taylor?
1: Yeah. Uh, Georgia's obviously a a, a leg spinner, um, an absolute jet in the field as well, which is really cool. But um, her leg spin's come along really well. I've um, faced her a little bit up in Brisbane when she was up there at the NPS, and it's it's coming along really nicely. So I think everyone's going to be really excited to see... um, a young league spinner like every australian does um and taylor lumenic Vl- um good luck to every commentator this summer <laughs> if she gets a game but um she's one of the most exciting fast bowling prospects we've got oh, in the country so um comes out there and um, gives it everything um runs in really almost runs in like dale stain runs in really quickly and, and lets it go with some with some heat so really exciting and hopefully both of them get an opportunity to show what they've got
2: now, World T20 is not far away. Is this the first sort of building building block or the first step towards that tournament?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think we haven't. I don't feel like we've we've won a T20 series here at home for a little while, especially against the Kiwis. So for us, it's a it's a great opportunity to show um, to show them and show the rest of the world um, what sort of cricket we're playing. And I think everyone's in a really good place. i have just been in camp playing some intra-squad games, and there was some pretty impressive cricket um, played throughout that time. So. Um, Hopefully we can go out there and show that show the Kiwis that and, and I guess, um, put a stamp out that we're, we're ready to play come the World Cup.
2: That noise was Elise Villani. She's doing <laughs> some sort of impromptu sports tonight. Behind-the-scenes documentary. Uh, but back to it. Alyssa, uh, how's your form going? Um, You're now the New South Wales Lendley's breakers captain. Um, how are you hitting them?
1: Yeah, uh, not too bad. I'm actually hitting the ball really nicely, but um, just got to have some consistency at the crease i think is probably my downfall as in the whole career but um yeah i'm really excited um as to where my cricket's heading and, and hopefully i can go out there and um play really positively and 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 get the team in um you know in good positions to win games so looking forward to that and obviously the the captaincy at new south wales has been an added near little added challenge for me but it's something that i'm really enjoying and really embracing and and hopefully we can um have some more success at new south wales
2: who are you excited about in the squad? If you had to tell the fans one player to watch out for in this series against the White Ferns, who would it be?
1: Ooh. It's that's it's a really a hard one to pick. I think um everyone's playing really well. I'm I'm excited to see Meg Lanning get back out there. I think that's it's pretty cliche. Everyone loves watching Meg play cricket, but um, Meg with two good shoulders is um, is going to be really exciting to watch, and uh, I can't wait to see the first person to run on her arm in the field because um, she's been underarming for a few tu- um, the last few tours. So um, feel free to take her on, but. I think one of, the new, one of the new two to debut, I think, is going to be really exciting. I think everyone loves a young fast bowler, so if, if Taylor gets an opportunity to go out there and um, rip through a few Kiwis, I, th- I think she'll love the opportunity.
2: It's a landmark game, this first one on the 29th, because it follows right off the back of the AFL Grand Final. Has there been any discussion about what happens if one of the squad members' team is in the AFL Grand Final and then have to play immediately afterwards? Or is there going to be some sort of... Uh, a hamstring injury in the warm-up that yeah. they get to go and watch the game or how's that been dealt with?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one. It's something we haven't had to think about before but um, I do know that um, David Bailey, our C is um, probably the snuffiest Melbourne Demon supporter right. that you'll ever meet. So I feel like he's probably the only one that um, potentially might not be there for the day. He might actually have to duck down and, and watch the grand final if Melbourne make it but... Um, I don't know. I think it, I think warm-up might cut into the end of the game, so I think um, we'll have to ask Matthew Mott to see if we can delay up just a touch if someone's team's in the finals just to make sure that, um, you know, we get to see the win. But uh, hopefully it's the GWS Giants to get over there. That's
2: right. How exciting is it this summer when you've got new broadcast partners, um, more cricket on national television than ever before? You're starting this game at the back end of the AFL Grand Final. I mean, women's cricket is never going to be covered. Uh, what's well, never been covered as much as this, uh, as one of the leading players in the team and in the world, what's it like to be a part of this um, this really new, exciting um, new era of, of women's cricket?
1: Yeah, thanks for putting it that way. It made me really nervous, but um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it is really exciting to be a part of. I feel really lucky that I've got to be a part of this generation where, where all this stuff's sort of happening in the game and um, I think it's just so exciting for all the young kids out there to be able to watch it and um, and see you know see a future for themselves um a career path and i think it's it's really viable for those young girls out there to to know that they could play cricket and and do it um as their job in the future so that's that's probably the most exciting bit but it's like you said it's a huge summer Uh, a lot of cricket on the tv both male and female and as a cricketing snuffer, i can't wait to sit there and and watch it all and take it all in i think um seven and fox are no doubt going to do a fantastic job at covering all the cricket and um yeah, as a as an Aussie sports nuffy, uh, it's going to be an awesome summer.
2: And, of course, all the scores will be on cricket.com.au where you can follow it. Isn't that right?
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot uh, cricket.com.au. They'll obviously be uh, covering everything just as much as they are.
2: <laughs> Thank you, and good luck. Thanks. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. The JLT One Day Cup starts on Sunday, September 16 in Townsville. For Australians with a Foxtel subscription, 13 of the 20 matches will be broadcast live on Fox Cricket this season. Fans around the world, however, can watch all matches via a live stream on cricket.com.au and the CA Live app, as well as regular highlights of every clash. And for those fans looking to attend, entry is free. All the squads' in depth player features, scores, and highlights can be found on cricket.com.au. Tickets are still available for Australia's T20 series against the New Zealand White Ferns. Head to cricket.com.au forward slash tickets to grab them today. And don't forget, you can find all the cricket news and highlights from right around the world on cricket.com.au.